a listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! G'day, it's the Footy Talk Podcast with Wado Woodsy and Maroon Wado. Yeah, mate, today I bumped into one of our Triple M's own over the weekend and he showed me something that annoyed me, so I'm going to jump in and defend him on this issue. Okay. Yeah, and then um, I copped a little bit of, bit of flack from a couple of uh, other Footy Talk Podcast hosts, so uh, I got my right of reply today, boys. Latrell Mitchell missing from Origin. All that and more coming up on Footy Talk. Hello, everybody. It's the Footy Talk podcast with Wado, Woodsy and Maroon. Wado, welcome back to you. It's uh, good to be back. Yeah. Well, we I've missed you. We've got a message from the uh, chili rice joint downstairs. They're going broke. Yeah. Can you buy something on the way out? <laughs> going for one week. I tell you what, I know it was only a week. Well, I wasn't even I – was, I was back home on Thursday, but, wow, I feel out of the loop. I felt like a part of me was like just – Missing, just not getting something done that I, I normally get done. And, you know, when you sort of fall behind in your list of things you need to, need to do, you kind of get that feeling like you let yeah. something slip. So mm. I'm sorry. I hope you boys were okay in my absence, but it's great to be back uh, this week and we've got plenty to talk about. Well, you let us down, but I think worst <laughs> of all, you let yourself down. Oh, easy, mate. It's good easy. to have you back. Oh, sh- bloody oath it is. Woodsy, what happened over the weekend? You said Manly were going to win. Yeah, similar to what you said about South. It's just disappointing loss, mate. You know, we went up there with all the hopes in the world and we thought we were going to get a win. But um, off that, mate, good to see you. Nathan Picklin's looked after you yeah. with a compression shirt for the top of you there. <laughs> mate, this was very expensive skivvy, this. Don't bloody... What are you, the Black Wiggle? Yeah, I'm the Black <laughs> 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 It's no, pretty but... suave. It looks yeah. good, eh? He's walked in like he's got a big barreled chest. I've never seen him... Has he lifted a weight in his life? Oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> If you put like a um, a scarf on and a beanie, maybe I'll give you my beanie. Mm. You look like you're about to slay them down the mountain in Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> well, you blokes are on fire today. I don't want to bring it down a, a notch, but uh, when I saw Manly couldn't come back and win that game, I laughed and I why? Huh? You're just a man that hates, aren't you? No, I don't. You don't want other people to succeed, well, do you? I, I'm not having enough success in my life, so I, I just feel better <laughs> cutting other people down. Yeah, appreciate it, mate. Okay, Origin is one sleep away. Let's start with the uh, the smaller things too. Wado, uh, what am I just heard in the way in here coming in the car? Nathan Cleary's got a toothache thingy. Yeah, it's not ideal for the preparation a for Nathan. But I'm pretty, like, if I was a betting man, I know we're not allowed to bet on footy but or anything to do with it, but if I was a betting man, I'd say he'd be playing on Wednesday yeah, night. I reckon. To be fair, if anything, even if he was, I think it could work as a little bit of a bonus if he misses a chunk of training because it allows Nico to get some reps in. Like Nathan's obviously going to steer the team around. He's been there, done it all before. He, he knows what's coming. But if he does miss some training, it allows Nico to jump in, get a little bit of experience, get a feel for the combinations and players around him. He would have done reps anyway. But the fact he gets a little bit more in is just, you know, covering all bases in case something happens. Yeah. Would he? Oh, it's hugely disappointing. I've had a I've had a toothache before. Yeah. They're pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think he's got his wisdom tooth infected. I've right. had that when I got it taken out and my head was like I got stung by a mm. bee. I'm with Wade, mate. If you're a betting man, he's definitely going to mm. play. Uh, I don't think he'd miss a game like this. Maybe he's just looking for a little something under the pillow from the tooth fairy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he's going all right in that department. Just yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's I think what he I needs was a couple thinking, of dollars. But, but you know what? Under, that, under the pillow. The only thing, mate, Latrell's gone down too, mate. Getting a little bit, you know. Oh, that's big news, yeah. isn't it? Latrell, a calf strain, and no Latrell. And, I mean, and the form he's been in this year, yeah. like mm. you know, it's it's good to get Steve Crichton. You know, I, 
he's been in outstanding form. But the other bloke I still feel sorry for is Campbell Graham. Yeah. They told him because he couldn't train early in the week, he wasn't allowed to be 80th man. Freddie wants people to play, which we, uh, wants them to train every session, which is, like Wade said, you want to get your combos out there with Nico Hines if he gets opportunity now. But I just feel sorry for Campbell Graham. I think he's been one of the star players of the competition. It must have been bugging him because he didn't play on the weekend for South Sydney. Huge loss for Latrell for us, eh, Wade? He's one of the, you know, one of the mm-hmm. players, and that's one of the key areas I thought we had to dominate Queensland was our centres. Massive, massive loss. Obviously, he's that type of player. He has that presence about him. Whenever him and Turbo have teamed up in that team in the centres, they've always been outstanding combination and, and they've had success together. So, and he's a big-time player, isn't he? He's a moments player. Origins, build, origins build on moments. You could. He's a big body coming out of the backfield, so it's a huge loss for New South Wales, Latrell. But the only silver lining is we have a guy like Stephen Crichton who comes in He's played in the last two grand finals, played at that. He knows yeah. what the biggest stage feels like. He's performed at that elite level and he has a combination with Toto. So they defend together at club level. And I know. And Cleary and, and Appy. Yeah. Six Penrith players now in the squad. Yeah. Six. And I know, like, when, when you say combinations too, a lot of people automatically think of attack, the combinations in the attack and, and how that goes. But if it's bigger, I think especially in this arena, having that combination in defence, the ability to know what Nate's going to do, jam out the back or to hold your cool in situations. So the defensive combination for me is is a big tick. And, and like you said, it's a game where you can't hear the blokes left or right of you. So him going in this late in the week, I'm pretty comfortable with it because he knows, like you said, if, if Nate's going to jam, he, he knows the feel that Nate's going to give him if he's going to slide you know, they're on the same page because they do it week in, week out. Well, one thing he's been coming up with is some cracker shots. Um, yes, the last yes, few yes. where he's been mm. like he got rock Dil- He got Dylan Walker, one of the best hits I've ever seen yeah. on Magic Ground. Yeah, he's- he doubled it up too. He got one the other week too. It's jamming yeah. out the back and got someone else. So he's he's in a good bit of form. Fellas, let, you're both origin legends. So I'm going to ask you to not go with your heart here, with your head. If you thought New South Wales were going to win, are you still as confident now without Luttrell? Oh, I am. I, I think it's, it's a loss. It's... You know, just his presence and his carry out of the big field, no doubt. But there's plenty of luck about bringing Stephen Crichton in. I think for New South Wales to win, we need to win well. We need to win by – we need to dominate the backfield. Oh, we need to dominate yeah, from we the need get-go. To dominate the backfield, be in control of the footy and win well. I agree with Wade. I don't think we lose too much with, with Crichton. You know, Latrell probably doesn't do as much carries out of the backfield as what – Crichton will probably do get involved a lot more, but it's just the big plays that Latrell loves. And for me, we just well, I just think we've got to go after their back five. They've got a lot of errors in them. Reese Walsh, Selwyn Cobbo, they, they don't respect the ball. Not that they don't respect it. They like to chance their arm. Cobbo leans with the with the ball carrying arm. And I think it's a it's a good weapon for us to attack. You know, mm. I think if we can put them under the pump and, and restrict the meters they make, it's going to be hard for their forwards to get off the you know, back end of the field. Yeah. And this game, of course, reunites Appy yep. with Nathan Cleary. Yeah, well, I think that was the that was one of the key talking points at the start of the week with Cookie missing out. The form Cookie's been in has been sensational. They're top of the competition, but mate, I know Appy's in the in the side that's coming last. But geez, the form he's had, anyway, like he's been outstanding. He's he's carried that Tigers side, and you know there was a, a, a period in that game against Cowboys where it was sort of going end to end, but he just picked up the the speed and just changed the level of the tempo of the game and. I was watching him and I said, mate, he's ready for origin. He's the the physicality he was bringing. He was flying off the line. He was flying in the blokes. And then as soon as they got the ball, he was just bringing their forwards under the ball. Look, I'm so excited to watch him play Wednesday. Yeah, definitely. I think he's a great inclusion. I just – the only thing I get anxious about is like, I want him to play the 80. 80 I want him to play yeah. the 80 because – yep. Yeah, it'd be hard. You obviously have Nico on the bench, teammate of mine, thoroughly deserves his spotlight. I've been backing him in for ages. But I just think 
say it's 12 all at the start of the second half, 10 minutes into the second half, and you need to give him a spell. It just, I don't like the fact we need to change a few cogs and put yeah, someone in there who just, distrib- yeah, just distributes or Cam Murray. Like, that's the only thing. I hope he can push 80 yep. and then we, we keep our rhythm or – like I said, we dominate early and we find ourselves in a comfortable spot where we can just make that change nice and easy and it's not it doesn't tinker too much with the team and the rhythm. That's that's where Queensland, that's their go-to. You know, Hunt comes off or, or they leave Hunt on to play lock because he can do that sort of a role. And then you've got Harry Grant comes in the attack. So But they have uh, that they'll have a plan. They'll yeah. have a plan for Tom sure. We don't, Tom yeah, Tom. we don't know what the plan is, but we've got to back our coaches and back exactly our team right. and hopefully the plan. Comes together, as they say, Maroon. I wonder, how, fellas, how long you think it'll take for it to erupt. Just up front, you know, you've got Pangai Jr. and Flegler and Lindsay Collins and Payne Haas. Well, I'm really hoping it does in the first 10 minutes. You know, um, I hope we get the kickoff. I hope it goes straight to Lindsay Collins because he tends to run just straight. And I think Pangai will know where he's at with his origin debut straight from that. But for me, when it does erupt, it's whoever's going to pull their head in after that and play the right type of footy. Because if they want to keep going on with it all game – it's going to get to the point where they might give a couple of penalties away. They might have a couple of drop balls and force some, you know, as we say, unforced errors, Maroon. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but look, honestly, it's whoever, after that melee does happen, because it's going to happen. It's origin. There's no doubt it's going to happen. We've got Tavita Pengai Jr. in the side for that sake to happen. It's whoever goes after that and wants to play rugby league and play it properly with what you've planned all week. Yeah, I, I'll just say on that, like, there's no doubt the likelihood is very high with the emotions, debutants. The 5-on-1 the, last the, year. The, the, the players who've been picked and even the chat. But I I think it doesn't have to blow up at all. if Because remember the, how brutal that decider yeah. was last year? That open in 10 minutes was just – Three knockouts. Just brutal. Yes. Like, yeah. Cameron Murray. Watched football all my life, watched Origin all my life, played the game. Mm. I don't think I've ever seen a game. I was yeah. even I was watching TV going, wow, that's this yeah. is this is something else. So, you know, if, if it if it starts like that, I don't know if it will blow up because it's just well, you know what, wait, I, there's so many things you look at. So you look at the obviously the five on one, you know, the knockouts and Cameron Murray, Lindsay Collins got KO'd, and the, the one that there was a lot of talk about was Selwyn Cobbo when Luai stood over the top of him. Uh, and then remember Cobbo come out on the podcast and and said he's a grub. So and then I think you know, Luai said earlier in the week that he was like, oh, well, from a grub, let's go on the field. It's what you want to see. So I hope it does erupt in the first 10. You want to see it erupt. It's part of origin. Come on. You know what the problem is with you two dickheads? <laughs> I'll tell you. What right? is it? You think that the world ends at Tweetheads. There is the state of Queensland. Who cares? Yeah, who cares and mate? you you blokes. I don't know if you know. You're talking to New South Wales. Where, where are you yeah, from? But, well, I mean, I'm from bloody Redfin, the capital of the world. But uh, – <laughs> I just think you need to acknowledge some of these players. Maybe they've got Cameron, mate. We've already acknowledged Harry Grant and Ben Hunt. We're what, not a, listening. what about the great uh, half five eight combination of DCE and, and he's your own bloody teammate? Yeah, not for this, not for tomorrow. And Cam uh, Munster. Not, not for I mean, right. say something good about. We already D- have. Well, we did. I said if it's, a, I think if we need to win, we need to win well. We need to dominate early and get straight into our rhythm because the closer it gets, that that's, that worries me with that change and. And what do we say about the nines? The team, mate? We've given them enough rap. Well, that's it. Well, yeah, not but you haven't even said their name. What about Cameron Munster if he cuts loose? We need to limit him. Right. So you're not going to stop him fully. You know, it's the way we limit him it, is getting on control early on. Dominate back five. <laughs> don't give the middles plenty of field position to get the quick play of the balls in. And it limits where we're going to get Munster getting good ball possession because he's unbelievable and he's he's shown the bigger the game he is, the better he plays. All right. This is the Footy Talk podcast with Wado, Woodsy and Maroon. Woodsy's Front Row Forum. Front Row Forum.
Well, this has gone absolutely bunter, burko, whatever you want to call it, right around the world, the uh, Woodsies Front Row Forum. And you've taken on people from our studio there at 104.5 in the beautiful city of Brisbane, Dobbo and Gordy. It's a good Queensland versus New South Wales rivalry. It is. Do, before I go to the audio, do you want to explain yourself? No, no, go, go to the audio and okay. I'll explain afterwards. Here we go. The real issue that I continue hearing at the moment is, oh, Queensland, they don't pick and stick. They don't pick and stick. Now, our great mate Aaron Woods yesterday on Footy Talk, he had a real crack at the whole ethos of the pick and stick theory that Queensland have always stuck by. Ben Dobbin. Look, I didn't even mention his name, so I wasn't having a crack. All I said is that they didn't pick and stick for the first origin. Mm. And since that come out, they've replayed it over social media. So we, you know, what is it? You, you retweet it. They've got into me. Um, there's another, like, it's a longer version, blah, blah, blah. You know, we pick and stark. But we didn't because Dane Gay guy's not playing. He's played 22 Origins, nah. as you said, Gordy. And um, the other the bloke. Back rower from uh, Brisbane's not yeah, playing. Yeah, no, no, no. But it leads, me, it leads mm. me to this other bloke in Ben Dobbin. Yeah. So he's layering up up there, up in Queensland, and, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. You know, us Queenslanders. Well, when I did retweet, re- like, repost it, sorry, I had about 10 people reach out to me and, you know, they were just saying, Dobbo's not from Queensland. What? Yeah. Did you know that? I did. No. I did. Well, he's, a New, he's from New South Wales so, so, and he's... So from all these people that have messaged me, I've just taken a fair bit and just wrote it down. Wow. Well, he loses so all credibility. Yeah. Then. So I've got this right. Ben Dobbin, born and raised on the main streets of Mossman. Went to, River- <laughs> oh, wow. went, went to Riverview College in yes. Sydney. Best mate is Ben Fordham, a Blues fan. Lived with Ricky Stewart, ex-New South Wales player and coach for a while when finished school. Another Fordham, mate, so wrote. Spent 12 months in Northern Territory on some rich cattle ranch, hence why claims a Queenslander, not even in Queensland. <laughs> claims went for Queensland as a kid because Martin Bella was his favourite player. whoop de doo Supports the Bulldogs, but also a member of the Broncos, Dolphins, Cowboys. Soft spot for Ricky Stewart. He's got more clubs than I've got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Complete turncoat. <laughs> Blow in who should bleed blue, but instead has taken the soft option and turned Judas to support Queensland. Ooh. Even the raging bull, Gordon Tallis said on the Sunday Sinbin, we don't want you. Fence-sitting blow in who shouldn't cheer for either state. Origin credentials revoked. Well, he's a friend of mine, so take it away. What do you want to say? I won't get involved. Oh, mate, I just that just says it all. Yeah. Yeah, mate, you're a New South Welshman. Stop saying I'm this, I'm that Queensland because you were born in Mossman you little rich man. So just stick solid to us blues. Well, you know what? We don't even want you. You don't even bleed blue. So you can go back to Northern Territory and sit in the cattle farm, mate. Do you know that he also, he does a like a regional radio show on the Resonate Radio Network, which is a fine network up in Western Queensland. He does a rural radio show talking about prices for beef and uh, silos and rain gauges and stuff like that. Well, maybe stick to that, Dobbo. Well, maybe he doesn't even know what anything about that. Who knows? Do Dobbo could all be a fraud. So that you, you, you're saying we don't want Dobbo and I don't Queensland mind, don't I don't want mind him either. Tallis coming at me. He's a Queensland legend. I'm just glad Tallis knows my name. It's unbelievable. Right. But Dobbo, please pull your head in, mate, in the Fair Dinkum departments. And when was he living with Ricky Stewart? Wait, I didn't know anything about that. It's the background information, all these 10 people. I'm not going to give any names up, but they've all messaged me and, and told me this. Mm. It was unbelievable the amount of people that reached out. It was so good. I would just say lost a lot of credibility in my eyes. So I'm not even going to get involved in it. This little spat, but be warned if you come at Aaron Woods. Wow, he came with a full dossier. Yeah, he did. A didn't full he? dossier. Well, <laughs> well, let's just say, let's hope. <laughs> let's just say, I've got another commitment on Thursday. Right. With the raging bull. Let's hope New South Wales win. Come on. Oh, so you're up. 
<laughs> and straight into it. On like Thursday, the next morning. On Thursday with the bull. Mm, well, m- might I say, mate, that you know how much I, I love you and your radio work. This this was among some of the best you have done. I appreciate as, it. W- w- uh, Wait, I said, you bought in a dossier, <laughs> but as they used well, to say, us in the old days, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Exactly right. I didn't want to come in and just go, oh, I can't cop you, Ben, uh, ben Dobbin. So I wanted to have my reasons and my information to support it. So we should have a morning show here and like you take on <laughs> Ray Hadley and take on the- Ray the, Hadley's a mate of mine. I'm not going to be taking take on, on the Ray. big guys. No way. All right. Well, listen- um, <laughs> We're I'll gonna, leave that for wait, another wait, journal. You've got to start in reserve grade before you start exactly taking on the right. first graders, mate. Right? So he's going after all that. at the moment. He's <laughs> <laughs> going after Dobbo. <laughs> all right. So we call this Wado, Woodsy and Maroon, the Ron Massey of radio. <laughs> <laughs> the Footy Talk podcast. Let's take a break. Welcome back to the most controversial NRL podcast, Footy Talk with Wado, Woodsy and <laughs> And Maroon. Now, uh, WhatsApp rumours, these guys, these really do need to stop. They just get out of control. They get worse and worse and worse. And there's been a few of them over the last couple of years. And without going into the detail, there was a nasty one that really snowballed about Anthony Seabold. Then more recently, there was one about Angus Crichton. And now uh, a guy that we all know here personally at Triple M, Brandon Smith. There's a nasty rumour about his personal life. Yeah, well, I was with Brandon on the weekend, so... Obviously away on holidays last week, I was sort of staying off the phone as much as I could because I was trying to, you know, spend time with the family and kids. But then we went to a fundraiser on Saturday for the Sydney Children's Hospital and Brandon was there and we're sitting there and, you know, everyone knows what he's like. He's a bit of a, um, you know. Larrikin. He's a bit of a yeah. larrikin. We're having a laugh and he goes, he said some comment to me and I was like, what are, what are you talking about? He goes, oh, what, you haven't seen the message? I go, no, I haven't seen the message. And then he pulled it up on his phone and he, he showed me the WhatsApp message that had been going around talking about all, all sorts of stuff. And uh, he was actually devastated by it. I've never seen Brandon rattled a little bit. Like, let me just say 100% untrue, completely false, just made up. But he was rattled by it because he was telling me how his mum and dad had rang him and he was trying to explain to his dad, like, it's not true. Like, how, it can't be, it's not true. Like, it's completely not true. But there, there was that element of doubt in, like, his family thinking it might be true. And it's, I just felt really... Like I think I got a bit of anxiety in my stomach thinking yeah. about just thinking mm. about what him and his family had been going through and him having to defend himself for yeah. something that's just completely made up and and it's rubbish. And I thought it was just an opportunity because we have seen it in the past, the couple of situations yeah. that, you, that you've just mentioned, and I'm sure there's been some others. Yeah, absolutely. Swali was mentioned on the same messages. Yeah. as and it's just I just think it's you know one of these pitfalls in the ugly side of social media. We've seen you know the troll stuff, the comments yeah. in social media. A couple of other boys have come out. I'm um, on the social media and it's just, I don't know what the answer is, but there needs to be some sort of, like, I, I feel like there needs to be some sort of accountability. But you know what oh, it is, absolutely. Like, you know what it is, but it's blokes that go down to the coffee shops or, or you know, people that go down to coffee shops, you know, they see you struggling a little bit, so they're making up crap and then they they start rumours. But they don't understand the consequences for these blokes. Like like you said, Brendan Smith's mum and, and his dad yeah. are, are ringing him straight away. They don't know, you know, there was talk about him losing thousands of money, you know, borrowing things. Just because he's playing bad footy, they're coming up yeah. with excuses. And but the problem is we can't make them accountable because they don't show their face. They well, just do the text like, message. Is there a way to? Because I've received that message like, four or five times, and people go, "Oh, look." I said, "Mate, it's completely not true." I bumped him in at Triple M headquarters the other week, and I, I just asked him how he was going, and then he goes, "Oh, you're talking about the message." I said, "No, no I'm just seeing how you're going." And it's uh, pl- be playing mate, on his mind every day. Like, nothing worse. What you're do walking- people think about me? Especially like when it's not true. Fair enough. You know, if you go out there and you stuff up. 
and you you have to own up to it and man yeah. up and say, you know what, it was my bad. I did the wrong thing or I did this and you got to own it. But to have something completely fabricated and made up and thrown in your face and to have doubt put on you, like it's the worst. You, you walk in the street and he goes, this person looking at me because yeah. of the messages. I feel like and... but he should be able to go, well, I want to get to the bottom of this and, and find Ex- out. Exactly right. Well, I don't know what the answer is. We're probably talking too soon. I don't know. Like, I'm not a like, technology mm. whiz, but – We've seen enough for social media, like people just faceless people making comments and now these WhatsApp messages is all like somewhere along the line, someone, in, yeah. whether it's government or whether it's laws in Australia. They need to step in. It needs to be, you need it's to be accountable joke. and you need to be able to like, if you're going to go out there and talk crap on social media mm. or spread like just nasty, nasty rumours that are completely untrue, you need to be held accountable. You know the worst thing is, like he's one of the greatest blokes you'll meet yeah. in rugby league. He's an absolute champion. He gives his time to everyone. There'll be people at, uh, you know, footy games, at training sessions. He's the first bloke over there, last bloke to leave. Well, the, well, the fundraiser was for the Sydney Children's Hospital. They, well, like, he's given up his, yeah. he's given up his weekend mm. to come and do a fundraiser. And he was, he would, like, obviously, imagine, imagine it was how one of the first feeling. things he said to me. Imagine like, how he's feeling. Everyone's looking at him there. He's on stage and going, oh, I wonder what they're thinking about yeah. me. Well, it was one of the, and it was one of the first things he said to me. He tried to crack a joke about it, but because I hadn't read the message, yeah. I didn't know what he was talking about. And then he had to sit there and explain it to me and, and show me. I was like, well, mate. You know what? I think perhaps um, without going into the detail, I, I think maybe Anthony Seabold and Aaron Molan might have had success through technology finding out where it all started about them. But you could throw Erin into that too because Erin's another yeah, yeah, she's been wonderful. Yeah, she's a beautiful person. Yeah. yeah. But I must say on the back of that, if anyone puts anything nasty about you, Woodsy, I do like it and share it. <laughs> <laughs> I share it too myself. Any, any fame's good fame. <laughs> no, but in the fair incomes, like that's, that's poor taste from people, especially. No, 100%. Like we said, for, you know, Siebes, Brennan Smith, mate, they're out there just doing their best. They are. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. And it just snowballs and – Nobody gives a shit. And even, as you said, in but in this case, what the rumour is, which we won't go into, if it was true, which it isn't, it's shouldn't business. we be more concerned about him? Shouldn't we be more concerned as a community? Shouldn't people be trying to help? But as you say, it's not true anyway. Yeah, yeah. So let's just let it go. This is a debate that I think I'm probably going to take differing views to you two, okay? Now, Jared Croker has been rested for his 300th game because it's not in the NR, it's not in Canberra. Yep. And obviously he's a Canberra legend. We've all loved watching him for what seems an eternity. Obviously he's mess- missed a lot of football recently. And his 300th game comes up away from Canberra, so they're going to rest him. I think myself, either he's needed or he isn't needed, whether the game's in Canberra, on the moon, Overset wherever, he's either needed or he's not. I would want to know why, if I'm a member of the Canberra Raiders Football Club, why are we resting one of our players just because his 300th game's not at home? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a tough one. I think Sticky come out and said that, you know, they've been watching his loads previously. He's, he's missed a lot of footy over, the, I think, the last 18 months. It's a, it's a funny one. Like, you know, as a, as a player personally – I want to play every game I possibly can. Mm. Doesn't matter if it's 200 games, if it's my second game, if it's, you know, 45th game. You want to go out there and do what's best. The reasons behind it, like I said, Stick come out and said that they're, they're, they're monitoring his loads. He's missed quite a fair bit of footy. Don't know what he's doing throughout the week of training. I'm not too sure where they're at, if they've had their buy yet, you know, in, in the season. They have had a buy. They have yes. had a buy. Mm. So maybe they weren't expecting to play this many games so far. As a fan... Um, you want to see your best players playing, but then as a fan as well, you want to be able to celebrate. You know, I think it's it's pretty cool that he gets to achieve 300 at home, but he's got to make it that far. He might get in, he could get injured at training next week and miss the 300 celebration. You know the old saying, Wado, don't count your games, make your games count. Yep. Yeah, I, I, it's it, like I said, it's a, like Woodsy was talking about. I, I'm sort of torn on this 
myself because I think you, you ask Jared Croker. He'll want to play. He'll want to play. Yeah. I think. It's the club making him not play. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, you ask him, he goes, no, I'll play. I don't care if it's my 200, 300. There's no doubt, but like, if we're talking about fairy tales, playing at home in front of your fans who you've played for in front of for however many years he's played, 15, 16 yep. years, you know, that would feel better than playing it away. And I, I think Ricky's actually taken one for the team and put his hand up and said, because he's had a rough 18 months, Jared. Like, he yeah, came he back, has. Mm. He came back and he got like he got an opportunity in his first grade again, then he got injured straight away. I remember he hurt his elbow, his yep. shoulder had to have some surgery, and then his first you know, it's back. come it's come out and, and Sticky said he actually asked him to retire because he didn't want him to play, didn't want to see a club legend and, yeah. and he loves him as a as a bloke. He didn't want to see someone he loves not have know, it. Pl- not still playing have that. himself yeah. in reserve grade, grinding it away. And I think in this sense he's 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 looked at Jared and gone, you know what, I'm gonna take one for the team. I don't care about any criticism. But I'm going to give you a home game for your 300th game and in front of all your fans. And, you know, I've been a bit a part of big milestone games. I remember we played Gow's 300th uh, up at Suncorp and we we lost, lost quite um They beat us quite well. Yeah. And then we came back and we celebrated his 300th in Cronulla, but it, it lost a little bit of its gloss. And then I remember Gow's last game, which was at Shark Park, his last home game, and the opportunity for all the fans to get fun. in. I was there for that one, and yeah. That's one of the best club games I've ever been a part of. So... You know, if if you ask Jared, I I have no doubt that he would want to play. You want to play every game and make every every game. You want to perform and help your team out. I think even deep down, Ricky probably knows that he's weakening his side a little bit to give him a rest. But he he self, I think selflessly, he's putting his hand up and he's going to take the criticism, which is a big decision. But it's he's the coach; it's his right to make the decision because he wants to reward Jared. You know, to run out in front of his his loyal fan in Canberra. So I can see both sides of the argument. If I was put in that situation, I don't know how I would react or what I would react to, but I think it's it's you know Sticky's made that choice for his play, and I, you know I feel like and I hope Jared gets through the next week and gets rewarded for his efforts, particularly not just throughout his whole career, but the resilience he's had over the last eighteen months yeah, to fight back and and get to this milestone and to run out in front of the green machine where they can all do the Viking clap and celebrate, and they'll be walking around with Jared Croker faces and banners around. I think. I can understand it from a club and a, and a reward point of view. Yeah, you can also see he could be one of those, you know, where I'm at with Manly, like a couple of weeks in, then, you know, give a spell, give a young guy a go, get opportunity. I just comes at a time where he's on 299 games, so everyone thinks he's guaranteed a spot the week after. And like I said, you know, firstly, congratulations to Jared for making this far, especially with the months that he's had. It's been an outstanding career. Um, I think he's the top point scorer down there. He's only yeah, the yeah, second yeah. player that will achieve the feat. So... Yeah, I just think like I, I agree, waiter. I think Ricky Stewart just put like not even put his hand up. Just said, "I'm just gonna, I'm this is what I'm doing, and I don't care what anyone else thinks about it. I, I want Jared to celebrate at home." Ultimately, he's the coach. It's That's his it. call. He, he no, makes I the call. I get all yeah. that. I get all that, and I but and then I can see we, as a yeah. fan, you want to see like you don't want to weaken your side, especially you're playing against a Tiger side who's hit a bit of form the last few weeks, and you don't want to underestimate them. I I think if you ask all the Canberra fans. I reckon they'd be okay with it. Yeah, they Honestly, would. I reckon they would be okay with it. Like, particularly in this situation, this circumstance, yeah. with this player, the last 18 months, the, the way he's fought back, you know, the te- their team's playing well. I think Ricky's been pretty straight up with it, straightforward with it. There's no like... The funny thing, I don't think Ricky gives a, a rat's ass what people think anyway. No. Yeah, so. but I, I think... I actually think the majority of the camera fans... Ah. I'd be, okay. be happy to see him get the 300. Yeah. So, but, it, okay, so what about if you're a Tiger? And, and, again, I get that Ricky doesn't care what anyone thinks, but if you're the Tigers, you're thinking, all right, well, look, I think they've won three of their last four. Yep. And what are they saying to the Tigers? We don't need Jared well, Croker. Well, we can hey, still I'll beat tell you. What, if the Tigers are worried about what Canberra's doing, they've, they've got their focus in the wrong area. Exactly. Right? Okay. Tiger, clubs, 
your teams and your clubs, you just need to worry about what's going on in your backyard and mm. worry about your performance. Like, if, they, if they're worried about, oh, this is this and this is that, they're, yeah. they're doing this, well, they're perhaps started off in the wrong direction anyway. Exactly right. I just can't see what the difference is if he played and then he goes back to Canberra and the banner says 301 instead it, of 300. It doesn't feel the same, Maroon. When you've been around the group, like Wade has said, like oh, I didn't get to play Gow's 300th game, but I played that last game at, at Shark Park and the feel for that, the whole week, the build-up, we had you know, we had a dinner, we had the young blokes come in and like, like uh, Wade has said, there was heads, you know, both sides in the day of the game. At the end of the game, we, we played against Canberra, we got beat. They shielded off a section, you know, they put a stage in and it was just done so well. And you knew it was his last game. It wasn't yeah. like, oh, we're going to come back and play another game here. Like there's a chance where when it's just 300, it's just a huge week. It's a massive milestone. And, you know, whether it's 200, 250, 300, that it's it's just that week. The, the week after, you don't really – Yeah. There's no real big – because you've already achieved that target. Okay. Boys, before we go, just a quick update on your club sides. Firstly – for you, Woodsy, this week, obviously, we joked before, but you had a lot of players out and you did get beaten by a gutsy Newcastle side in Newcastle. But you blokes are still sitting okay. You're 13th. You're one point out of the top eight. And we're only halfway done. Yeah, look, I'm, we're hoping for a, a good result for New South Wales tomorrow night. Uh, hopefully Turbo and DC come out unscathed. Hopefully they don't get hurt. Uh, I want to see a big game from both of them, especially an even bigger game from Turbo. But um it was, it was a huge game in the context of things for us on the weekend. You know, we went up to Newcastle with a lot of people riding us off. Um, the boys had a really good crack. It just it, it fell away probably in the last 15 or 20 minutes. Um, we just didn't apply enough pressure. We let ourselves down. We gave too many penalties away in our own end. You know, instead of being on, on 15 points, we're on 13 and we're just outside the eight. So it does hurt us a little bit, but we've got the, the full belief that we can turn our season around. And, Waiter, for you guys, you're obviously on that, top tier of points on 18 points and you play the Broncos this weekend who are up there with you but this is a home game for you it's going to be pretty packed at uh, Points Bet Stadium yeah we haven't been at home for a while we've been on the road obviously Magic Round played at Coffs Arbor and we played the Woodsies uh, mob over there at, at Brookie so it's our first time back at, at Points Bet for a while and it's a massive game Brisbane they've been playing well all year obviously on the same amount of points of, uh, as us and there is a log, log jam from first to you know 12th mm. there's not it's probably the closest to competition that had been at this at this point of the year for for a long time. So this origin period is crucial for every team. It, it always does swing swing teams in the right direction or the wrong direction on the ladder, depending on how you handle the the origin period. So yeah, big big few weeks coming up for us, and it starts with. Brisbane at, Char oh, at Pointsford Stadium on, on Saturday night. That was a gutsy win for Broncos to go over there, Napier. Uh, not many sides are Can more... I say one thing? Yeah. What was Adam Pompey thinking? I don't know what he had. I called some... the game. I called the what game. What was he doing, Wade? And the thing is, he had such a good game. Oh, he, he was set, outstanding. He set up the try before the exact same, same way, yeah. and he, he'd, he'd done it again. He'd beat him again, but... I reckon like, Musty scores in the corner. He, saw, he opened the fridge. He saw the chocolates, <laughs> and he just couldn't say no. He had to reach. He reached in and ate the chocolates. He's a good player, isn't he? He's strong. But uh, that, but either way you look at it, they've got they had four players out for Origin the yeah. Broncos. That was I didn't expect them to win that game. It was, it was a great game of footy. Mm. Like, it was end to end, and you know Broncos actually their defence, the amount of tries they saved was outstanding. I think it was like three or four tries alone in the first half, and then they kick onto a lead, right? And then the Warriors just the game could have been over with 10, 15 minutes to go by all money, but the Warriors just kept hanging in there, hanging in there. They found a way to you know almost snatch a victory, but. 
not to be. So, yeah, very brave by the Broncos, particularly the defence in the first half, like four tries over that. That's why they won the game. You know what's been good about the the weekend, but boys, like normally in origin period, we speak about, oh, you know, these players are out. You know, the quality of the of the games is going to be quite poor. I think you're big on that, Maroon. You, you get filthy, you know, people that pay their memberships don't get to see the best players play. But, geez, the footy was outstanding on the weekend. How good was it? Oh, well, I, I, mean, went, they, I Every went, game there mm. was – there was a chance of each team winning. Like, it was that close. There was no blowouts. And I thought the quality, the standard that was played was, was unreal. Yeah, well, like I said, I called that game the Warriors and the Broncos game, yep. and it was awesome. Like, you know when you can call games and it feels like they drag on a little bit? Yep. But sometimes you call a game, you blink, and the half's over. Yeah, we like that as well. That's exactly what happened in the Warriors-Broncos mm. game until some, as Maroon would say, palookas, Started the run yeah. onto the field, <laughs> and then it just started to wind the clock yeah, over, yeah, wind yeah. the clock oh, over. Mate. Didn't right. have time to go downstairs and get Chinese after Mar- that. Maroon likes that. He gets a bit more of an, an extra hour invoice. Yeah, so. well, I've got, I need for it to click over and one complete extra hour to be able to add so the invoice. So he was sort of – we were commentating the Cowboys in the para game, and he was looking at it, and it was like there was a couple of stoppages late in the game. The game was getting close, and he goes, I need another three more minutes to get the extra invoice. <laughs> So I just got you to jibber on for three minutes, which is never hard for you. <laughs> anyway, uh, that'll do me. Wado, we'll uh, see you toward the end of the week and best of luck against the Broncos. Thank you, Maroon. Great to be back. Woodsy, you're getting the game ball trophy today after that ru- that uh, appreciate it. blow up at Dobbo. That was first class. That was oh, off man. the back fence. It was a little bit of study, but I was happy with it. What did you say? You brought in a dossier. <laughs> a dossier. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He'll go away and lose... Find out what the dossier means, and we'll see you all next time on Footy Talk.